through the dark hours in the still of the night from a distance is seen a candle so bright not an object of beauty like an angel with wings only a candle and the light that it brings in times of confusion crisis and fear hope is restored when a candle is near yet on a shelf for years it may sit the candle is useless unless it is lit your life like a candle touching many each day brings warmth and direction as you walk in his way this christmas shine forth in darkness give sight you are the candle he is the light yes god uses candles helping all men to see his love and his blessing what he made life to be his plan is eternal his purpose unfurled the candle of christmas is the light of the world this is charisma connection on the charisma podcast network i'm missy montgomery and i am joined over the phone with jerry bada who is the author of an original christmas poem collection called christmas started that way how are you doing today jerry thank you fine Thank you. Good. Glad to hear that. Well, this is like perfect timing for the Christmas season, of course. Um, A beautiful collection of Christmas poems. I was telling you before uh, this interview that I was reading them with my niece last night. So just Mm -hmm. kind of our listeners kind of get a little bit more about you. Explain to us how you started writing poems. Well, it was kind of funny. Uh, Years ago, actually it was 1990, um, I wasn't even going to get a Christmas tree that year. I've been going through a little rough time. My son was having some interesting challenges in, let's say, in high school. No drugs or anything like that, but friends, and I was concerned about his decisions, and I told my wife, I just don't feel like having a Christmas tree this year. And uh, she said, well, you always, you know, you have one every year. But that year, uh, I just felt, well, we're just going to pass, which is, I have, I do have one every year. In any event, uh, as we get closer to Christmas, uh, I was. Uh, it was raining that particular day, and I saw a Christmas tree farm where you cut your own tree down, and uh, I did. I just decided, oh, I was going to have one anyway. So I cut down an eight-footer, put, had it put on the top of the car, and driving south on the freeway, I, uh, I, I looked in the rearview mirror and couldn't find the tree anymore. It had fallen off, not on the road, but on the side of the car. And uh, I got out and looked at the tree, and a big semi came by and just drenched me with water. I thought, this is a terrible way to start Christmas. I got it home and decorated it a little bit, and then uh, it fell down and the bulbs broke one night, and I left it there all night. And finally got it back up again and started decorating it and so on. And about two weeks before Christmas uh, that year, I got up at 4.30, 4 o'clock in the morning at... Uh, on a Saturday, and uh, made a fresh pot of coffee, had a little fire going in the fireplace. Uh, my wife was asleep, the kids were asleep, and I was uh, just sitting there with a cup of coffee in my robe and in the dark. So it was, Actually, it was in the dark, and then I flipped the light switch on, and the tree lit up beautifully, and I couldn't believe how that's the tree I almost lost on the freeway, and then here it uh, fell down, and now... Uh, it looks so so great, and uh, in my heart, 
uh, I just said, not even verbally, but in my heart, I said, Lord, teach me something about that Christmas tree this year. And I could see the the bulbs, the ornaments were like people, fragile, breakable. And that you don't see just one uh, one ornament. You see the, the whole tree together like a, like a family. And I wrote down the first words of on a scratch pad of the first poem I ever wrote, A New Christmas Love, and it, it, I just wrote down, my Christmas tree stands beautiful and tall. Everyone loves it, especially children, one and all. It's filled with happiness, peace, joy, and love, Christmas gifts that only come from above. And it rhymed, and I kind of laughed, and that was the beginning of the first poem. Boy, that's a long answer for a short question. No, that was a very entertaining story. I I hope that that doesn't happen anymore to you when you uh, get some Christmas trees. That would not be a memorable Christmas. But speaking of memories, you know, a lot of your book and the poems, it ties in Christmas, you know, traditions and memories as well as, you know, the true meaning of Christmas. So tell us a little bit about your favorite memory or tradition besides, you know, the whole story with your tree dilemma. Well, thank you. What happened is... uh after I'd finished that poem, it was just a short time later, I visited a friend, uh, a man in his 90s at a convalescent home. And uh, I couldn't even recite the poem. I had to read it on a piece of paper. And he, he said, sure, I'd like to hear it. And I read it to him. And there was a man across the room listening, in bed listening to uh, me read the poem. And I said, Charlie, who's your buddy over there? And he said, Jerry, he's been here five years. He doesn't talk to anybody. Just leave him alone. And uh, I said, okay. And I paid my visit. And after that, I walked out and went to the door of this facility. And I stopped and I thought, I'm going to go say hello to this fella. So just Merry Christmas and then I'll take off. And then I went to his bedside and I introduced myself. I said, my name's Jerry. I've never been here uh, Charlie says, you're here five years. Uh, how are you doing? And he looked at me and said two words just like this. He said, not good. And I didn't know what to say. And then he said, they just took my legs three weeks ago. I said, oh, boy, I didn't, Charlie didn't tell me that. Diabetes? He said, yes. I said, I'm so sorry. I have, I have some money with me. I had about $60. I said, something I could buy for you or you need for Christmas. He says, one thing I need. I said, what is it? I'll, uh, my car's right out here. He said, no. He said, you know that poem you, you read? I said, yes. He said, I'm, they're going to let me go home next week on Christmas morning to be with my daughter and her husband. And if it's okay with you, I'd like to read that to them. And he actually became the motivation for me to write poems. Oh, wow. What a beautiful I never, story. I never saw him again just that one time. And that's uh, one of the memories of Christmas to me. <laughs> Sorry. No, that's a great one to share. And I want to talk about, because I had the book last night and I was looking through it, your book, uh, Christmas Started That Way, the collection <clears> of poems. And the pictures are just extremely beautiful. And a lot of the pictures are of your family, of, you know, your um, children and grandchildren. So tell us a little about their impact on this journey of uh, writing this book was like for them. Well, they, they uh, one picture of my daughter and her husband and the four children, and uh, and my son is not in the book picture, but the, one of the grand his daughter, my granddaughter's in there, and they said, well, Dad, you know, you should write another poem next year, or and each year they would encourage me to write poems, 
And so I would ask the Lord to put something new and fresh in my heart. And each year it seemed like, I mean, I really can't take credit for this because I really honestly feel the Lord put these in my heart. They're not something I just decide to write a Christmas poem. I had to see something or something make real to me, be made real to me. And uh, that's how it really happened each year. So with this book, you know, obviously you're focusing on, you know, what the true meaning of Christmas really is. And there's a lot of traditional books that families like to read during the holidays, you know, whether it's like the Christmas story from the Bible or it was the night before Christmas. So what kind of impact do you hope that this collection of poem will have on creating traditions for families each year? Well, as you know, Christmas is timeless. And uh, what my desire is to, in the book, is to point people to the real message of Christmas. Now, I've memorized it was the night before Christmas and all through the house. And the last few years, I have all the grandchildren sit down and I tell them, give them that that poem, that. that story, you know, and they get a kick out of it. And and, and I, we love the festivities of trees, Santa, and everything. But the real meaning and the impact of Christmas, I feel that this book is generational, that it's, it would always be, uh, it's be in someone's family, and uh, they could refer to it and bring them back to what Christmas is really about. And how did you go about, I know, you know, you were writing these and you had the inspirations for many years, but how did you decide to pinpoint which poems to include? Because I imagine you've had a lot of poems throughout the years that you've just been writing and collecting. So how did you narrow it down to these that were going to be in the collection? Well, this is every one that I've written. Oh, wow. And uh, each year something would happen, or I would see something, a picture, or someone would say something, and... And I kind of just use that as a stepping stone to ask the Lord how I could, you know, incorporate this this thought, this concept, in a, in a in the form of a poem. In fact, my my grandson, when he was I think six years old, well, he's going to be six uh, years ago. Um, his birthday's right around Christmas time, and I said, Jordan. Uh, are you getting excited about your birthday and Christmas? He said, oh, yes. I said, well, what is it that excites you or that you're looking forward to? He said, well, you always have a nice tree. I said, yes, what else? He said, well, Grandma always makes a wonderful dinner. I said, yes, but what else? I'm trying to get him to say, well, I'm looking forward to getting the presents or the gifts. Right. And I said, well, what about the gifts, Jordan? And he looked up at me and said, well, Jesus is the best gift of all. Oh, wow. And when he said that, uh, it seemed like something came alive in me, and mm-hmm. that's when a few days later I wrote the poem, if I may share it with you, The Best Gift of All. Um, Bethlehem Town was busy that night, unaware of a star shining clearly and bright. Mary grew tired, weary and worn. Then in a stable, Jesus was born. No doctors or nurses, no medical care. Just a few shepherds soon would be there. Kneeling, they worshipped this baby so small, it turned out to be the best gift of all. They followed a sign away from the crowd. You see, God honors the humble while resisting the proud. Awed in his presence, without knowing his name, from that moment on, they were never the same. Yes, Signs are still given throughout life every day, 
to help you to find a new, better way. This Christmas, respond to God's love, to his call. It will turn out to be the best gift of all. Oh, wow, Jerry, that was amazing. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And please be honest, how long did it take you to actually memorize that poem? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's a part It's part of me, you know right, what I mean? Exactly. That makes sense. That makes sense. Well, that, that's pretty impressive, and I love that. Do you have another poem you would like to share with our listeners? Okay. Um, well, my daughter, before she was married, and she's married 22 years now, oh, wow. um, studied in Italy for a year, and uh, she wrote a letter at the end that I just passed uh, Thanksgiving that year. It was 1991, the next, the second, where the second poem came. Uh, and she said that there were 300 American students uh, studying all over Europe that met in Switzerland and Zermatt for a ski trip Thanksgiving weekend. And um, she went and she said that Thanksgiving night, they had a turkey dinner banquet for 300 kids, if you can imagine. And she went up to the director and asked permission to give a prayer for the food. And he said, well, that's a great idea. It's Thanksgiving. Why not? So they uh, they gave her a chair to stand on and closed all the lights in the place and gave her a candle to hold. And she said, I welcomed everyone and... Uh, said, we ought to be thankful that our parents had paid the money for us to be here, and there were no injuries, skiing. They had five injuries, I understand, the year before. And she said, I gave this little simple prayer for the food, and kids came up afterward with tears in their eyes saying how much that meant to them. Mm-hmm. It was like a little touch of home. But the key words she wrote in the letter that I read, she said, I, for a moment, I was a little light. And when I read that, those words, I... I the Lord just put in my heart this poem called The Candle of Christmas. That's the background of it. Through the dark hours, in the still of the night, from a distance is seen a candle so bright. Not an object of beauty like an angel with wings. Only a candle and the light that it brings. In times of confusion, crisis, and fear, hope is restored when a candle is near. Yet on a shelf for years it may sit. A candle is useless unless it is lit. Your life, like a candle touching many each day, brings warmth and direction as you walk in his way. This Christmas, shine forth. In darkness, give sight. You are the candle. He is the light. Yes, God uses candles helping all men to see. His love and his blessing, what he made life to be. His plan is eternal, his purpose unfurled. The candle of Christmas is the light of the world. Oh, I love that. The imagery in just all of your poems are just really amazing. And I know our listeners have really enjoyed the two that you have shared. And if they want to you know, check out your book and read the rest of your poems, where can they pick up your book? Well, you can get it online. You could. You could, uh, I have a website, christmasstartedthatway.com, and uh, it's available through Barnes & Noble, and it's available through, I think it's Christian Book Distributors. So, uh, but if people uh, uh, 
go ahead and contact me, I'll give them a very good price, lower than what they can get anywhere else. It's very gracious of you. Well, I certainly appreciate you sharing your poems, and I would also appreciate if you could close our uh, show out in prayer for us. Absolutely. Well, Lord, we thank you for this moment where we could share our heart with people. Most of all, we thank you that you love us so much that you gave yourself for us, coming in the form of a baby, coming to be one of us, the great and only God, creator of the universe, has become flesh. We thank you, Lord, that as the world celebrates your birthday this time of year, we celebrate who you really are, the Lord of Lords, King of Kings, the great one and only. We thank you, Lord, that uh, you love each one of us so much and you love us equally the same. I pray that this little book will touch the hearts of multitudes of people. They will turn to you. This is our objective. This is our heart, that people will be touched by the love of God and be drawn to you. And so, Lord, just link this Christmas Started That Way book with the name of the Most High God and pray that its future will be given and touched, will touch multitudes throughout the world as we commit this to you as we commit our future to you, our lives. We praise you and we ask this in your name. Amen. Amen. Thank you again, Jerry, for just sharing your beautiful poems with us. And again, listeners, if you enjoyed the two that he shared and you want to read more of his poems, be sure to check out his book, Christmas Started That Way, a collection of poems. You can get that where all books are sold through Amazon and where christmasstartedthatway.com. I'm Missy Montgomery, and you've been listening to Charisma Connection. Regent University is one of the fastest growing universities in the nation, experiencing 21% growth from summer 2016 to summer 2017. This fully accredited university offers associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees within an innovative learning environment that includes the option of enrolling solely on campus in Virginia Beach, Virginia, 100% online, or you can use a blend of both. Since its establishment in 1978, Regent has equipped 23,000 alumni from 125 countries to become accomplished professionals. Guided by a mission of Christian leadership to change the world, the school prepares students with the knowledge to excel and the faith to live with purpose. To learn more or to request information, just visit learn.regent.edu. This has been a production of the Charisma Podcast Network. Steve and Joyce Strang are the founders and owners of CPN. Dr. Steve Green is the executive producer of the Charisma Podcast Network. We intend to honor God with every podcast and remain thankful to our advertisers and supporters who make these podcasts possible.